This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. So Jesus first every day revisited. We've been talking Jesus first all this all this past year. And in this series, we've been thinking about what, do, what does it mean to put Jesus first every day in a really, really practical way. Earlier this year, we talked uh, from a more devotional perspective, but this series has been really practical. Jesus first in my work, Jesus first in my money, Jesus first in my decision making. And this morning, we're going to think about Jesus first in my family. Uh, and I'm really conscious for some people, that's something that you're that you enjoy thinking and talking about, your family. And for some of us, it may be family is a complicated or complex, painful, difficult subject. So this morning we're going to get into Jesus first every day, thinking about our families. Jesus first means our life is centred on Jesus. Jesus first means we trust in him. Jesus first means a pursuit of his presence. I love, I love everything about our church, but I love our worship at the moment. I don't know about you, I just think we've got an awesome, outstanding worship team. And I love worshipping together. Jesus first means a passionate pursuit of his presence. So on a Sunday morning, it means we worship together. I don't know if you noticed last week, when the song stopped, the worship continued. And I love that. I think that's a sign, that's a bit of a, a symbol, a metaphor for what our lives are meant to be, that when the music stops, we're still worshipping. When the band finishes, there's this song of worship, there's this adoration that overflows from our lives. Jesus first, that's what it means. Jesus first, every day, means a life of devotion, passionately pursuing the presence of God, trusting in God, hearing his voice and seeking to live out what God is saying to us. Jesus first means trusting in his way. Jesus first doesn't just mean believing in God, it means living for God. It means living the most excellent way. Jesus has a way for you to live. I don't know if you know this. Jesus has a way for you to live, the most excellent way, a way marked by faith, hope and love. And this morning, as we focus and think about this idea of Jesus first in our families, we're going to go to a scripture that's um, a really important scripture for, for this church community. It's, uh, it's our vision scripture. It's a vision scripture that we kind of set off on the journey to build this building. Me and Brian weren't in this church community when we set off on that journey. Uh, we're really glad that we did. We're really glad that we've, you know, we've benefited from that journey. But Isaiah 54 verse 2, this might be a scripture familiar to many people in this room. There might have been people in this room that remember, remember when uh, Jeff set out with this vision of building a bigger tent, building a bigger home. Uh, Isaiah 54 verse 2 says this, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Oh, that feels like a word, doesn't it? Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. This is a family image. This is an image of building a, a family home. Uh, and in the culture of the day, when maybe your son got married, you would build a bigger house. You would literally extend your tent. You know, living in the desert, uh, 
you know, as they did in this culture, they would literally make a bigger house to include room for the people that were marrying into their home. Then as their children's children, you know, married and increased the family, as they enlarged the place of their tent, the tent got bigger because the family was growing. And Jeff had the foresight to recognize that many years ago, that this is an expanding church. This is a growing church. It's good, isn't it? It's good to be part of a growing family. This is a growing family. This is an expansive family. This is a family looking out all the time. Who can we include? How can we grow? Who can we bless? Again, I love that with the work with CAP, it's a partnership. Again, Jeff had the foresight many years ago when CAP came to Burnley and and wanted to work with local churches that we said yes so that we could make a bigger home to include more people. So that's the image I don't know if this image is on the screen, but that's the image uh, that we go for here. Enlarge the place of our tent. We're talking about a big family. We're talking about uh, enlarging the place of our tent. And this is an image of expansion. This is an image of increase. This is an image of growth. But alongside this image of enlarge the place of your tent is another image where it says, strengthen your stakes. We all know if you have a massive tent, you could have the biggest tent possible. But if the tent pegs aren't strong, it's going to fall down. Anyone ever experienced that? Everyone had a, a camping disaster? <laughs> Maybe you had this incredible, impressive tent, but the tent pegs weren't insecurely. Maybe the foundations weren't strong. Maybe it blew away. Maybe it fell down. Maybe when the rain came, there was a flood, whatever it might have been. But we all know you could have the biggest tent possible, but if the stakes aren't strong, I'm just remembering now a time that I went to a Christian festival and there was me and a few guys trying to put a tent together. None of us knew what we were doing. It was Anna, Anna that saved the day. If Anna hadn't put those tent pigs in properly, I remember looking at my dad thinking, how do we do this? And my dad's looking at me thinking, I don't know. But it was Anna, Anna that made sure we had a, a secure tent, which I appreciate, uh, which actually did, I think one of our tents did blow away. But anyway, enlarge the place of your tent, strengthen your stakes, strengthen your stakes. So this morning, we're going to think a little bit about what are we building with? What are the stakes that we need to make strong? If we as Life Church are going to be uh, an expansive family, a family that makes an impact, and you, you as a family, whoever you represent, either whoever lives in your home, whoever makes up your family, and maybe for you, you've got friends that have become family. You, know, it might, you might think about your biological family, but you might think about your community, your people, you know, the people that you do life with, the people that have become like family. This morning, when I talk about these stakes that we want to make strong, these tent pegs that we need to make strong, we're going to apply it to our church family, but also to your family, to the people that you do life with. Are we okay with that? Great. Well, here's the first one, and maybe the obvious one. If we're going to build strong, this is the image in Isaiah 54 verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent, strengthen your stakes. If we're going to build strong, then build on Jesus. That might be obvious. But if we're going to build strong, then let's build our lives on Jesus. He is the rock. He is the cornerstone. He's the one that we can put our, uh, our trust in. He's the firm foundation. When we started talking Jesus first, a number of months ago now, we interviewed Patrick, you might remember this. 
And I asked Patrick the simple question. I think it was something like, what does Jesus first mean to you? And he had this great line that we've been using really all year. It's to put Jesus first, foremost, and central. If we're going to build strong, then we need to put Jesus first, foremost, and central. Maybe today is a day where you choose to make Jesus the Lord of your life. That's a great day. You know, maybe Jesus was the Lord of your life many years ago and you've, you've walked away. Maybe today is the day to say, I want to build my life on Christ Jesus. I want to build my family on the rock, Christ Jesus. If you make that decision today, you'll be making a great decision. The second one is this, build on prayer. If you're going to build a tent, if you're going to build a family, if you're going to build a home, build it on Jesus. If you're going to build a home, build a family, build a community, build it on prayer. Being a family that prays together, a community that prays together. Um, we're doing the Alpha course at the moment, as, as many of you know. And last week on Alpha, the topic was prayer. Why and how do we pray? And Monday night, I'm, lo- I'm loving Alpha at the moment. And uh, it's been such a joy to just journey with people, to walk with people, to hear their stories, and to see what God is doing in their lives. And on a Monday night, my Alpha table is made up of uh, all men that are living in a recovery house. So they're all in, in rehab, essentially, in a Christian rehab centre in Colm. And um, they're facing their own frailty. They're facing their own addiction. They're facing their own lack. Uh, you know, and and they, they're face to face with that. They know they're at rock bottom uh, and um, they're not trying to pretend. I love this table because there's no masks on the table. Nobody's just living a normal day. Uh, you know, they're, they're face to face every day with um, their addiction and, and their journey of recovery. And so last week we were talking about prayer. Two of the guys, one of the guys called, uh, I, say, I won't say his name, but one of the guys said to us that a few weeks ago he prayed a prayer, which is a prayer of salvation, that we use from the uh, Alpha Why Jesus booklet. He prayed that prayer a few weeks ago at Alpha. Now he prays that prayer every day. I love that. Every day he's praying that prayer. He's praying a prayer of surrender to Jesus. He's praying a prayer of being filled with God's power, with being filled with God's love, being filled with God's forgiveness. And he read the prayer to us. He showed us this prayer. I pray this prayer every day. It's been amazing to see just even physically the transformation from week to week. He's changing before our eyes. It's not an instantaneous change, but week by week, we're seeing him grow. We're seeing him change. We're seeing his demeanor change. He said to us on Monday night, if I, if I knew I was going to be saying these things a few weeks ago, I would never believe it. If I knew that I'd be doing these things a few weeks ago, I would never believe it. But I'm praying, and I'm praying this prayer. Another guy on the table, uh, he was saying to us that he, uh, he now prays a thankfulness prayer every day, and he has a prayer journal. Every day, he's, pray, he's writing his prayers. And again, he's saying, if you'd have said to me a few weeks ago, I'd be praying every day and keeping a prayer journal and having prayers on my wall when I wake up, I would never believe you. But something's happening, something's changing in his life. And I love, I love that in these guys' lives, something is changing. And they're beginning to build their lives on prayer. So because we've been talking about prayer, I've been sharing this story with a few people, that when I was 18 years old and first moved to the area, lived with a, a great older couple called Ephraim and Nancy in Nelson. 
So I was 18 years old. This is 23 years ago when I moved into their house. And they were just this amazing couple. Ephraim was from Pakistan. Uh, Nancy was from India. Uh, they moved to the UK, have five grown-up children, now grandchildren. So when I moved in with them, it was just me and them uh, in the house. And I remember when Ephraim first showed me around the house, like showed me my room, showed me the kitchen, um, all the different parts of the house. Then he showed me the attic and he said, this is where I come to pray. And he showed me the attic and he showed me these two divots on the floor that every day, I don't know for how many years, for how many decades, I'm guessing about 40 years, that he prayed every day in the same position, knelt down on the floor and it had left a mark. On the floor, I could see these two indentations, these two divots on the floor after this guy had prayed day after day, year after year for his family, for his community, for himself, for his marriage. And as an 18-year-old, that marked me. You know, as an 18-year-old, that really, it left an impression. It left a, a divot. You know, it marked me like it had marked the floor. It marked me. This is what prayer looks like. This is what putting Jesus first in your family, praying every day looks like. Build on Jesus. Build on prayer. Build on belonging. Build on belonging. If we're going to build a family, one of the stakes that we need to put in the ground is belonging. That people can belong. That this is an open house. This is an open table. Probably like you, I've been to many homes over the years where you just thought, who's going to be there today? You know, you go to someone's house and they're just because they operate an open house. You never quite know who's going to walk through the door. You never quite know the adventure uh, that you, that's gonna, that you're going to encounter, the, the characters that you're going to meet. I remember a house that I went to a lot as a teenager was the Kennedy house. And it's just full of laughter full of joy and always just an open door kids from the estate would come in um, just ra random people family members all the time just people in there was always bacon butties there was always ice cream there was always football on the tv and there was always laughter that's what I remember about that house and it really left an impression of this is a place of belonging this is a place where anybody can be I remember being last year this time last year being in Pakistan um, in Shahid's family home and just the mornings were very quiet, but the evenings, around the evening meal, the house was just full, full of people, friends, family, a pastor would turn up, pray, get fed. Kids from the, kids from the community would come in, they'd run upstairs uh, and do like an after school club, like education on the roof after school, Shahid's sister would lead that. Uh, just always life, always food, always a sense of an open door. Be a place of belonging. We interviewed Anthony and Sarah two weeks ago uh, on this stage and um, recently they were interviewed by a Christian radio show and their, their story is kind of now on, on, on social media and on YouTube and I watched it this week. If you've not watched it, check it out. Anthony and Sarah, Holy Script Clothing, go on social media. It's now a YouTube sensation. Uh, but if you, you can go on, you can go on a, the video and what I loved, what really... Um, inspired me was that Anthony and Sarah said from the first Sunday they came here they felt like they'd come home oh, I was like wow that is amazing that's the dream that's the hope that we create a place that we are a place of belonging what about your home what about your family is it a place where people can belong is it is it a place of peace for other people that's one of the stakes that we want to build one of the the parts of the tent we want to make strong, that people belong. Build on adventure. 
As we build family, build a family that goes on an adventure together. I remember the first time that Brianie came to my house. Uh, on the, I, I think I've told this story before, but the first time that Brianie came to my house to have a meal with my parents, you may have noticed Brianie's a bit posher than me. Anyone noticed? <laughs> <laughs> so the first time that Brianie came to my house, we were coming on the tram from Manchester uh, to my family home. And uh, I'd been to Brianie's house before and had a meal with her parents. And I, I, don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but they ate around a table. <laughs> In the dining room. <laughs> with knives and forks. <laughs> and so I was saying to Bryony uh, on the way on the Metro Link, just so you know, like my parent, in my house, we eat on our knees. And what Bryony envisioned was, because my parents were also kind of hippies, she envisioned that we'd all come to the house, we'd all kneel on the floor around the table, and, and classic, we had takeaway. So we'd all like dip our chips and gravy in or whatever. No, so we didn't eat on the floor. We didn't kneel down to eat. We ate on our knees, as in plates on our laps. That's what I was trying to explain to Bryony. But the first time I remember staying at um, Bryony's parents' house, so Pat and Sally, for those who don't know, at Bryony's parents' house, I remember the night before, so on the Saturday, Pat had this kind of adventure lined up. So the night before, Pat begins to articulate this adventure. As the adventure was going to be, Pete, in the morning, we're going to dig a hole. Don't remember this. In the morning, we're going to dig a hole and then we're going to go and get some meat, some special meat from the butcher. Then we're going to put that meat in a tin and we're going to light a fire and we're going to put the tin in the hole on top of the fire. Then we'll cover the tin uh, in, in the earth and then hours later, we'll dig it up again and we'll eat what's in the tin. And I loved it. I just something about this kind of spirit of adventure captured me, not we'll just have a fry up in the morning or not we'll just buy our, we'll go to Greg's or whatever. But we're going to dig a hole and we're going to have an adventure and we're going to cook breakfast. Well, I don't think it was breakfast, was it? We cooked a breakfast and we ate later in the day. But we're going to have an adventure. One of the first times I remember meeting Bryony, her and her family were about to go to um, Romania on mission for Christmas. I don't know what you're planning for Christmas, but that it really inspired me. This family is going on mission for Christmas. Uh, all, all grown up children, so there weren't any little children with it at this point, but all these grown-up children saying, for Christmas this year, we're choosing to go to Romania to, serve, to cook for other people, to serve other people. If you're going to build family, build a family that serves. Build a family that has an adventure. Build a family that goes on mission. Build a family that takes risks. If we're going to build family, build a family that has an adventure. And my last idea is this. If we're going to build family, build on love. Love is the ground of our being, isn't it? Love is everything. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. The Bible even says God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. The gospel is rooted in the love of God. Love is everything. My hope is that when you think of your family, you think of love. But maybe when you think of your family, you think of pain. And so we're going to turn to a passage now, very familiar passage, 1 Corinthians 13. My prayer is that this passage, that this passage ministers to you. This is God's word through the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. But my hope, my prayer for you in the room, for you watching a live stream, is that God's word illuminates your imagination. That God's word makes you think, what could my family be centered on? What could my family be full of? 
we're going to think about the love of God. Let these words speak to you. If it helps you to close your eyes, then you can do. If it helps you to kind of think about your family, maybe thinking about a family situation, maybe a family event coming up, maybe some of these words will speak to you and minister you, minister to you. 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Lord Jesus, we pray this morning. We pray for our families. We pray for our homes. We pray for our relationships, that they'd be centered on love. And the overflow of that would be kindness, patience, honoring each other, rejoicing in the truth, that love would look like protection, that love would look like hope, Lord Jesus, even now, pour into our hearts, pour into our minds the kind of families that you want us to build. So we're, we're going to pray together, church. I know I've just prayed, but we're going to have a bit of time where I'd love us to pray for our families. The band are going to join me. I'd love to pray for a few different areas of family life. And then we're going to end praying for our family. So if I've not covered you in one of these areas, my hope is this morning that God will minister to you. God will speak to you about you and your family, you and your situation. But first of all, I'd love to pray for those who are just starting out. There are some families in this room who are just starting out. I think it's a beautiful thing in a church where you can hear babies, you know, when you can hear little ones rather than kind of, no, get, get, you know, get them out, out somewhere else. Actually, Hearing, knowing there's children in the community, that there's little ones in the community is a blessing. That's a beautiful thing. And so we, we, we'd love to pray for you. I know some of the people I'm talking about might be in the orange room, might be somewhere else in the community, might be somewhere else upstairs. But we'd love to pray for families that are just starting out. Maybe in families that are just starting out on their Christian walk. Maybe as a family, you've just come to faith recently. So we'd love to pray for you as a family. And here's a scripture that we'd love to read over you. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train a child in the way they should go. And when they were old, they will not depart from it. They will not turn from it. That's our prayer for you. Families just starting out. Families just come to faith. Our prayer is that your foundation will be relationship with God. So maybe if, you're, if, you're, if you know there's a new parent in the room or if you know there's a new Christian in the room that's your friend or someone that you know and trust or they know and trust you, feel free as I'm, as I'm praying, you're allowed to move and minister to each other. So I'm not saying just talk, sit next to someone that you don't know. But if you know there's a new parent in the room and you can be anything from zero to two, you know, 
maybe even older than that. (laughs) But if you know there's someone, a new parent, I'd love you, what I'm praying, for you to pray and minister to them as well. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the families in our community. We thank you for the gift of life. And we thank you for those who have recently come to know you. And we pray, we pray your blessing over them as a family. We pray for those just starting out, Lord, that you would be their vision. You would give them a vision of what family life could look like. God, that they would train their child in the way that they should go. Lord, that they would equip their children, their family, Lord, to live for you. That you would be the firm foundation for family life, we pray. In Jesus' name. I'd love to pray for those longing for family. And I'm not going to ask anyone to do anything in this moment. You know, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front or put up a hand or anything like that. But I'd love to pray for those who are longing for family. Let's pray for those who are longing for family. It might be um, for you that's loneliness. And and this scripture, uh, uh, Psalm 68 verse 6, I always think of this scripture when we uh, honoured Jeff and Trish back in November for Celebration Sunday. Remember Trish sharing this scripture, Isaiah 68 verse 6, that God sets the lonely in families. When 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 Trish shared her story with Life Church, it really spoke to me. You know, that Trish came here looking for family and she found it and over the years she's helped many other people find family this is our prayer for you that God would set the lonely in families for those longing for family Lord Jesus for those longing for family Lord that you'd give them their heart desire Lord those longing for family Lord give them their heart desire God we pray if that's you now, why don't, why don't you bring your request before God? If you're longing for family, I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything like that. Just in your own heart before God, what is your request? God sets the lonely in families. So Lord Jesus, we pray. We pray for anyone that's facing a challenge right now in, in that situation. God, would you set the lonely in families? For those separated from family, you know, I think about our Iranian brothers and sisters who've, and others who've left, maybe left home country because of persecution of their faith and living here, but because they're living here, it means they're separated from their family. And maybe for you, maybe there's a a breakdown in relationship with your family. Maybe there's relationships where there needs to be reconciliation and forgiveness. Come on, church, you can pray with me. Lord Jesus, we pray for those where there's a separation in family, where there's unforgiveness, where there's a breakdown between brothers, a breakdown between sisters, a breakdown between mothers and daughters, fathers and sons. God, would you reconcile? God, would you heal where there's been hurt? Lord, for those for whom family are far away, maybe in another country, God, we pray Lord, for for them to be reunited soon. And God, we pray for reconciliation where there's breakdown. In Jesus' name. For those grieving for lost family, God, would you comfort those who are grieving. In Jesus' name. 
If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation, and the nations with the good news about Jesus.